want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. How often do we try and revive dead situations in our lives that we are trying to keep alive? I think the honest question would be, are we doing it outside of the will of God? Let's tune in together as Pastor John brings the message, The Resurrection. That's okay, that's okay. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Easter is a great time to sit down. And it's not just about coming to church, because some of you guys probably did more planning for the meal than you did for coming to church. It just happens that way. And, and if you're here today, and I want to speak to a few people in here, and, and listen, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm not saying anything. And it, it, It's just real. You know, if you're something, just admit it. It, it. You may be here to fill your quota today of coming to church for the year. You know, there are two times. Because usually there's two times. It's it's Easter, Mother's Day, then back down. They call the submarine Christians. And don't laugh at them. They made it to church. But I'm here to tell you something today. You think you're meeting your quota, but I'm here to tell you, you've been set up by the Holy Ghost. You just stepped into church, and there's a revival that's breaking through right now through church. You guys don't realize this, but I've been seeing it over the last seven weeks. We've been having an awakening, a revival of the church. Now, don't get me wrong, and there's some of you guys are in here, and you're thinking, you know, this is where the bum, 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 bum. No, 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 I'm not talking about that kind of revival, and that's great, and it's good, but I'm talking about a bringing to life. Watch this. I used to work in the hospital, and anytime there was a cold blue, Cold blue, second floor. People would rush. Now, watch this. When somebody was cold blue, that means their life, they're, they're flatlined, they're dying or they're dead. Cold blue, right? So when the cold blue happens, people don't run around and go, oh, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, 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 dead. No, we don't do that. So what we start doing is, as soon as it happens, we run and we start doing chest compressions. And then we start breathing into their mouth. And that's what God's doing to the church right now. See, some of us in here are dead in our spirit. And God wants to listen. When you do chest compressions, you're actually touching the heart. See, God today wants to touch your heart. And he wants to breathe, do some mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and breathe life back into you. Oh, my gosh. He's the resurrection and the life. Okay, I got off my notes. See, the world calls it, yes, very, the world calls it Easter, but we as born-again believers, we like to call it today Resurrection Day. In this day, we celebrate that our Lord and Savior rose from the dead. But now listen, he didn't just rise from the grave. He rose from the dead with all power in his hands. Hoy es el día en que Jesucristo se levantó de la tumba, pero no resucitó de entre los muertos. Él se levantó con poder. He rose with power. For the Bible says that Jesus now ascended into the heavens at the right hand of the Father with all power in his hands. This is great news that our king is not dead. El está vivo. Jesus Cristo vive. Jesus Christ is alive. It's good news for us Christians. Those that we we really realize. And, And as I was sitting down, I was thinking... You know, so many of us get into Christianity because, you know, we have issues and we have problems and we've been serving the Lord for a long time. This is why I love Easter so much, because it reminds us why we are able to overcome our situations. 
You know, it's like somebody giving you something, you're not knowing the origin of it. But when you know where it started, it gives you much more appreciation for what's been given to you. I'm preaching. The reason why so many of us, okay, I'm going to go with you, Lord. Watch this. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Do you know, you ever give somebody something, parents, kids ask for it, you keep giving them stuff, and then a week later, it's just laying on the floor. If you don't believe me, give them Legos. You'd be walking around the house barefoot. Landmine. Because you gave it to them. Now, as adults, as a pastor, people need stuff. And of course, because in our hearts, we want to do the Christian thing and give people stuff. And you know what happens when you keep giving, giving, giving? People receive, 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 and they don't appreciate it because it was freely given. Come on, come on. Now, now, because it's freely given, but if you had to work really hard for what you got, if you knew the struggle that was behind the thing that you have, you wouldn't so easily give it up. That's why we have so many Christians in the church today that are teeter-tottering on their Christianity. Because it's all about grace, 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 and there is no works involved with what they're doing. Oh, the, okay, I'm sorry. This is not an Easter message, is it? I'm telling you, I'm speaking right now, and, and, and God's speaking. As I stand here, I'm being honest with you. Yes, it's by grace. It's grace that gave us the keys to the door. But we have to go through by grace, through faith. Through means action. It means work. Faith without works is? So if you have faith in Jesus Christ, I need to see your works. Don't tell me it's a heart condition. People that have heart conditions, you could tell from the outside. No, you can't. If somebody got a bad heart, they ain't going to be running around doing stuff. People with bad hearts, and I'm telling you, you sit down, usually they have oxygen on, they're moving slow because they have an issue on the inside. Something on the outside tells you about something on the inside. The song is the opposite, something on the inside, Jesus on the inside. Yeah, you guys know the old song. But anyway, when you have a heart condition, when you have an issue with your heart, it's going to show on the outside, or at least it's supposed to. Because as I stand here and begin to tell you that you wouldn't believe, some of you guys already know my testimony, you wouldn't believe that I'm standing up here with 19% of my heart working. I said 19. You ain't got to praise God for me. Thank you, for, thank you for praying. I'm standing up here with idiopathic dilated cardiomyopathy with an injection fraction of 19%. I am in line for a heart transplant. The doctors told me I shouldn't be preaching, I shouldn't be stressing, I shouldn't be working out. But God is a resurrector. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I could tell you about my physical condition, but there's a spiritual condition that outweighs my natural condition that allows me to stand up here and boldly proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's the resurrection. 
getting ahead of myself, but I know I can look at Jesus and say, God, heal me, heal me. And God says, I, I will heal you. And I'll be like, I know Jesus on that day when I meet you, I will be made whole. He's going to like, no, 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 no. I am the healer. I don't just heal. I am the healer. I just don't bring back to life. I am the resurrection. Jesus vive. You guys, listen. Jesus didn't rise from the grave for his benefit. Pero sabes que Jesucristo no resurrito de entre los muertos para su beneficio. He rose from the grave for our benefit. Lo hizo para nuestro beneficio. Let's take a look at our scripture real quick today. I know I've been preaching, but I'm telling you right now, I'm so full of the Holy Ghost. Last Friday, I mean Friday, you guys. Friday, watch this. Friday. Friday. Y'all know it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Friday night. We baptize over 40 people right here in the building. Some of y'all be like, so what? You went to water. I go swimming all summer. It doesn't matter. No, that's not what baptism is. Got too many Christians thinking baptism is something that, first of all, is going to save you. I'm going to get baptized, so I'll be saved. Baptism doesn't save you. Baptism is part of repentance and salvation, and it's necessary for your salvation. For Jesus said himself that unless you are born of spirit and water, you shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So we had souls, we had people that stood up, we had people that gave their life to Christ for the first time, got baptized. We had people that, that have been baptized before, we're like, now I understand, now I know what this means, now I want to be connected with Christ. I want to be identified with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And they said, baptize me, watch this. People came and put a t-shirt on and got baptized in the clothes that came in. What? What? When people do stuff like that, I know they're serious. Because I've done this just for a little while. And people be like, well, you know, I get baptized today, but I don't have the clothes to put on. Maybe next one. But see, people get this idea. You know what? First of all, while the water's being stirred, I'm going to jump in. Matter of fact, yes, yeah, I heard her sister say, they asked her, why are you being baptized? She said, the pool of Bethesda is being stirred. And I'm getting in this pool, Pastor. I'm sorry, I'm preaching to some of y'all Christians that know the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm random. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. John chapter 11, 17 through 26. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb, speaking of Lazarus, for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them and concern their or concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, <laughs> uh, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would still be alive. He wouldn't have died. But even I now know that whatever you ask of God, it shall be given to you. And I, I could preach right there about attitude all day. You know how some of y'all will come at somebody and try to make them feel bad and then try to butter them up right afterwards? You know, it's your fault I'm in this situation. But if you could just loan me your car. 
So I need you to get the picture. I need you to get the attitude. Lord, if you would have been here, it's all your fault. My brother is in the tomb and he's dead. But if you can ask God for me real quickly, whatever you ask him, I know it shall be done. Can you do that for me? Jesus looks at her and says, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, "Uh, yeah, I know that he'll rise again. In the resurrection on the last day, we're all going to rise. Jesus looked at her and said, shake your head. I am. Somebody say, I am. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Let me give you a quick background on the scripture. Lazarus. The Bible declares that Lazarus is somebody that Jesus loved. Now, there's not too many people that that says that. There's John, the revelator. The one that they said Jesus loved, but there's also Lazarus, whom Jesus loved. So they're trying to give us a picture on how much Jesus loved this person. He was dear to his heart. So when he gets the news that the one he loved, like his cousin, his best, you guys got a best cousin that's like a best friend. Y'all know who I'm talking about. You got friends that ain't even related to you, but you call them cousins. Right. So picture that. that somebody in your life like that. You hear that he's dying. Now, some of you right now have friends on the East Coast, and if you hear that they're dying, you're on the next thing moving out to the East Coast. But Jesus hears that his his best friend, his cousin, his loved one is dying, and once he gets the news, Jesus looks, and one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Jesus looks in uh, John chapter 11, I mean, yeah, John chapter 11, verse 4, and it says this, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Yeah, 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 I love that scripture. There's something God mentioned to me right before I was diagnosed with my condition. So, so after he says that, Jesus waited two days before he even started back to Lazarus. Now, now understand that, that, that as he was walking away, he gets the news, he's dying. Now, Jesus has all power in his hand. He resurrects the dead. He heals the sick. He opens up the eyes of the blind, opens up the ears of the deaf. He touches the mouth of people that were mute and they begin to speak. He heals people of the palsy. He's able to heal this person, but yet he turns and walks the opposite direction. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a situation that is on the verge of dying? Are you in a situation now that looks like it's on its last breath? It's quiet. Think about it. Pero alguna vez han estado en una situación que estuvo a punto de morir. You ever been in a position that you just keep praying and praying, and the more you pray, it seems like Jesus isn't listening? And even worse, he's getting further away. Come on. I got, no, I got you thinking now, huh? You ever been on your knees calling out to God and the more you pray, the worse it got? So as Jesus starts on his way back to Bethany to see Lazarus, he's met by Martha. Now Martha was one of the sisters of Lazarus. And she made this statement in verse 21. She says, Lord, 
if only you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask for. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. She goes on to say, I know he will rise again on that last day. This is when Jesus told her, esto es cuando Jesús uh, le dijo a ella, yo soy la resurrección y la vida. I am the resurrection and the life. What Jesus was telling her, apart from me, there is no resurrection. Aparte de mí no hay resurrección. Apart from me, there is no life. Aparte de mí no hay viva. Aparte de mí, uh, ya está muerto en tu pecado. Apart from me, you're already dead from your sin. Listen, there's many dead situations and circumstances that we're all dealing with right now. And we're trying to resurrect these things on our own. We have dead marriages, dead finances, dead relationships, and the list goes on. Hay muchas situaciones, muertas y circunstancias que tratamos de recitar por nuestra cuenta. We have to make sure that we don't try to resurrect things on our own. The problem with trying to resurrect anything dead without the resurrection, any, trying to resurrect anything without Jesus Christ, it becomes the walking dead. El problema de tratar de resucitar cualquier cosa muerta sin la resurrección, sin Jesucristo, ellos son los caminan muertas. The walking dead. Yes, they're zombies. Now, I know y'all sitting here looking at these zombies. I am a fan of The Walking Dead. Some of y'all in here about to judge me, but listen, I watch The Walking Dead and I get God begins to speak to me. And I come with, up with messages, so he ordained it for me to watch. Don't y'all run out of here and say that because I'm joking. I think it's interesting. But I see Jesus in everything, believe it or not. I see the words that he's spoken. And as I begin to watch these zombies, I notice that zombies from a distance, they look alive. They say they la distancia se ven en vivo. But the closer you get to them, you can start to tell that there's something wrong. <laughs> from a distance, they look good, right? From a distance, they look alive, but, but uh, se mueven de manera diferente. They move different. From a distance, they look normal, but the closer you get, you notice they're doing this. And the problem with zombies are, saints, is that do you realize when <laughs> people become the living dead, they're hungry. And guess what they eat? Flesh. Le gusta comer carne. They like to eat flesh. I'm about to make the connection real quick because you guys are looking at me like this. This is a, the, one of the most ridiculous sermons I've heard. But it, it, this guy's preaching about zombies. I'm gonna connect it. I'm gonna connect it. See. When people, when things are brought back to life, when these zombies come back to life, they appear alive, but then they, they notice they just start walking. Do you guys, do you guys know, because I watched The Walking Dead, is that when they start walking, they're searching for, they're hungry. They want flesh to eat. They want 
flesh. They want fresh flesh. They don't eat other dead flesh. They look for flesh that's alive to eat. And the closer they get, the more stinky they are. Because dead things stink. I, I didn't catch it. See, what happened is, is we have situations in our lives that we have brought back to life on our own. And they're really just the walking dead. They're zombie type of situations. And as they're walking, it looks like it's alive, but really it's dead and it's stinking and it lives off flesh. You know, the Bible says that spiritual things are not discerned carnally and that the carnal mind is an enmity against God. How can a carnal mind understand things? Do you know that there's a relationship that you that has died a long time ago, but you naturally keep trying to wake it up and revive it without Jesus Christ? And because Jesus isn't in it, it's a zombie of a relationship and the relationship stinks. It's nasty and it lives off flesh. Pastor, what do you mean by flesh? It's, it, it just wants its own way. There's no peace in it. Come on, you guys. It leaves you wanting more, more, and more, and it can't control itself. And all it wants to do is eat. Zombie. Now I'm going to bring this to a close. Let me ask you something today. Quiero pregunta hoy. Is there something in your life that you counted as dead. Hay algunas cosas en tu vida que consideraste muertas. Is there some situation or circumstance that you've resurrected, but it's still lifeless? You guys know, let me tell you about dead things. Some of you guys watch and follow my wife and I on Facebook, on all kinds of media. And my wife and I got a great relationship. You guys see the random videos I post? I love my wife. But you see the end result. You would never know that I walked out on her. That I didn't, I wanted our marriage to end. I was done. You guys look at us like we got married and everything was good. But God said, listen, God told me, he's like, look, look, you got Jesus in your heart, but you don't have Jesus in your marriage. When I walked out on her and God told me, he said, Adam, where art thou? And I heard him speak clearly. Where art thou? And I, I began to look at myself. And then we did the natural thing. We went to counseling. We sought other friends and people to talk to other people. That's great. But trying to resurrect that on our own, the marriage would be a zombie marriage dead, stinking. Every other month she'd be looking at me like, you walked out on me. I said, I'm sorry. That ain't good enough. Y'all laughing, but that's real. How long do I got to say I'm sorry? How long do I got to deal with you? I said, I'm sorry. That was, that was four months ago. said you're going to forgive yeah he said you got to forgive but he didn't say you got the luxury of forgetting oh yeah 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 see some of y'all quick to throw that in somebody's face but see when you put God in the mix 
when you allow God to resurrect, when I allow God into our marriage, when God came into my marriage, you know what happened? I wasn't looking at her and the things I thought and deemed that she wasn't doing. I started looking at myself. I couldn't allow God in my marriage until I got out of my marriage. And when God got in our marriage, he began to show John what John wasn't doing. I denied myself and said, God, how can I love this woman? And God began to show me. He says, I am the resurrection. There's no marriage book. There is no counselor. There are no friends that will make this and restore this marriage back to the way that I designed it to be. You have to allow me in it. See, God today is saying, you got some situations in your life right now that you're trying very hard. You've done everything you knew how to do. But God says, just back away and let me in it. Let me help you guys out. Some of y'all in here right now are, are, are struggling with finances. You know why? Because God ain't in it. I heard clapping when I talked about marriage. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. I'm being honest with you. You know, we, we got Dave Ramsey. We're doing the financial piece. But Dave Ramsey will tell you right now, if Jesus ain't in your finances, you might as well not even take the class. <laughs> Redeem. He wants to resurrect your finances. Donald said it good. God don't need your money. But he wants your money. You know why he wants your money? Because he wants your heart. Because that's where your treasure is. You're wrapped up in your money. And see, you're trying right now. There's some like business owners and stuff like that. You guys, you know, you, 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 it's like you started a business to get out of debt. Doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to start a business not in debt. If you have some issues with your finances, let God in it. You got issues with your marriage, let God in it. You got issues at your job. You got issues with your children. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Saints of God, there's so many of us in here right now waiting to be resurrected on that day. God says, no, when I died, I died to give you life and life more abundantly. That abundant life is to be resurrected now. So many of us in here right now, we got dead situations, dead circumstances, all kinds of things. And we're trying to make zombies. Listen, the reason that God waited for Lazarus to, to, to be dead is he wanted people to realize whatever situation may come in your life, no matter how dead and stinking it is, the great I am can bring it back to life. Some of you in here right now, you guys, you guys don't even realize you're dead. You've been dead so long. You got used to it. There is a cure. See, I'm, I'm waiting for the writer of The Walking Dead to call me. I said, look, man, I got the cure for zombies. I got the cure for the walkers. It's Jesus Christ. He can bring them back. Listen, not only will he heal them, but he'll make them whole. <laughs> Y'all don't even understand. That's the next message. There's a message in there somewhere. See, God wants to empty out your tune of dead relationships, dead marriages, dead finances, dead situations and dead circumstances. God wants to empty out your tomb and resurrect your life. Not just bring you back from the dead, but to bring you back with power. What good is it being brought back to life 
if I don't have any power to overcome something else that comes to kill me? God wants us thriving and not just surviving. Prosperando y no solo sobreviviendo. That last, that last statement that Jesus said. Jesus looked at her and said, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. My question for you today is, do you believe this? Do you believe that God can resurrect your situation? Are you tired of trying to resurrect things, jumping from one relationship to the next relationship, jumping from one job to the next job, starting different ventures and all kinds of things into the next one, and nothing ever seems to work? It's probably because Jesus may be in your heart, but he's not in your situation. Do you believe that he is the resurrection? Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Thanks to God. You're in here today, and, and it's, this, is, this is honest. I'm just going to be straight up with you. You may be in here, and you're like, man, I've got so many issues and problems right now. I, want, I need God in this, in this situation. But you know what? God doesn't care about your situations more than he cares about you. He doesn't want to make your, your lifestyle great and you still dead. He wants to bring you back to life. And then when you have life, that life that's in you will infect everything else that's around you. You can't give what you don't have. How are you going to bring back something to life if you don't have the life in you? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you're in here today, and, and listen, this, there's no condemnation in this at all. We celebrate these, these type of situations. If you're in here today, and first of all, you never know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You, you've heard about it. And, and listen, a relationship with Christ isn't about knowing who he is. A relationship with Christ isn't about um, touching your Bible and acknowledging him before you leave. That's not a relationship. A relationship is that you commune, you talk, you, you fellowship in church. It, it, it's a lot more than just saying you believe. The Bible declares that the devils believe, but yet they tremble. Devils ain't saved because of their belief. Your faith produces works. Can I look at your tree and tell what kind of fruit tree it is by the fruit that's on it? Are you just another shade tree blocking out the sun? S-O-N. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.